Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I am your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and I am here on my own to talk to you about the importance of your message. Okay, now messaging, um, posts, content, organic um, marketing are in my in my world, in, in my vocabulary, it's all pointing towards the same thing. It's the information you put out there into the world, focused on your ideal customer in order to attract them, in order to help them gain um, know, like and trust of you. So before somebody buys from you, they need to know, like and trust you. In order to do that, the amount that they need to know, like and trust you depends basically on the amount of resource that they're having to hand over. So resource being either money or time or both. Uh, you're going to, you know, they're both the precious commodities. They're things that people generally um are careful around and so you know it makes sense that they need to get to know and understand you more by putting out information content um your opinions um it's like building a relationship surprise surprise i'm going to say it's like dating that it's that person getting to know you understanding you and and figuring out how much they they like and relate to you now the plus point of messaging is that it can have such an influence and, and if you're aware of it, you know, you can really maximize that potential. Uh, not only can it help them get to know, like and trust you, but it can also help to educate your audience and to help them understand what is important. Now, like when I'm saying educate, it's talking around equipping them to understand what's important. Now, this can sound quite manipulative um, and it can be manipulated. But what I'm talking around here is, you know, if you've got specific USPs, you've got things about you that are really significant. And if you believe that they can have a real impact on that person and that they truly feed into and help enhance that person's experience of working with you or the outcomes that you provide, then it makes sense to let them know and to be clear on how important they are when they're looking around, when they're shopping around. It would be really naive to think that people aren't looking around at different options. Now, you know, it's... (laughs) It's one of those things that people want to educate themselves. They want to find out more information. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, why should they be loyal to the first person that they speak to? Um, you know, it's an opportunity for them to get to know more and, and figure out who is best fit for them. So, for example, um, for me, you know, my USPs are helping people to talk and sell in their own words, using their own phrases and style. Now, that isn't um, something that everyone wants. Some people do want a script. They do want to sound like a person who is already really good at sales, which they can just pick up and use robotically. Okay. Now, you know, there aren't that many people which do that, um, who which want that. But if that is the case, then I'm not for them. Um, but if I can explain to them the value, if I can explain to people the value of why it's important to be able to use your own words be yourself around your customer the fact that it then attracts people that are going to relate to you better who are going to work better with you then um 
then they can go off and they can determine, you know, okay, will Sarah do that? Or is there somebody else who can do that for me? So, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, I think it's really important that you sell in your own style and that you find your own phrases and terminology and toolkit to, to, to sell to your customers. To me, it makes absolute sense. It doesn't make sense to use somebody else's vocabulary, somebody else's style, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to tick everyone's box, that everyone's going to agree with me. But if I can let them know why I think that the impact that has on the customer relationship, the impact that has in the long term, the job impact it has on the job satisfaction, then I think that, you know, that can really help people to understand the value in what I do and determine it and differentiate it from some of the tick, tricks and and uh, tips that other people are, are, are imparting. So that's that's another element that's another way that you can help them um with your messaging now i've been working with a quiet client up until recently who um has been they haven't been aware of the messaging side of things they've used a, a lot of advertising where they've paid and used paid advertising to get people in um and get people onto calls uh, but they haven't looked at the bigger picture, the relationship building side of things. And it can really help you to attract and repel your ideal customer. It acts as a filter. Now, and that's another thing that people underestimate when they look at their messaging. It's okay. I'm going to touch on now because I can't, I can't help it. Um, <laughs> being controversial and standing for something. Um, obviously that can act as a really decent filter there are people who i regularly other you know there are instances where i regularly um defriend people because of or unfriend whatever um depending on but because of things that they've they've written um you know sometimes there are things that people say and it's like that's fair enough that's your opinion but you and i are in you know a different a different world right now um and so you know you're muting them if you're <laughs> on facebook or you're unfriending them um so that or unfollowing so that you don't see that content anymore because you struggle to agree with it um it doesn't sit well with you um you want to tell them your opinion but you know it's going to be a total waste of time you know the scenario um don't be controversial. My my advice would be don't be controversial on purpose. Okay, stand up for what you believe in because people, you know, respect that. Um, also be respectful of other people's opinions. Um, you know, you're not right all the time. Nobody is. Um, but I know people who work really, really well being quite outspoken, being quite controversial, being pretty on PC, to be fair. Um, but they're not they're unapologetic with it and this is like well this is my opinion I'm not going to shout you down for having yours but this is where I'm coming from and some people that will alienate some people won't want to work with them on a one-to-one -one basis some people won't want to buy things from them because they're just not convinced I'm thinking of somebody online who does very well they they build their audience really well but for me I would be uncomfortable doing what they do um and and I think they make themselves sometimes look a bit silly um but they're confident with it they're happy with it and their audience loves it um i'm got a lower tolerancy to to making myself look a bit silly look a bit stupid um and, and it's something i'm conscious of and so i just wouldn't i just wouldn't do that that wouldn't be the approach that i'd use therefore i wouldn't buy their courses talking you through how to use that approach because 
it's going to be an absolute waste of my money because they're going to teach you the approach that they're doing, which is something that doesn't fit um, comfortably with me. So, you know, straight away that person is, yeah, they are repelling me. Have I switched them off? No, because I do think some of the stuff they do is quite funny. Um, but will I be replicating it? Will I be buying from them? No, um, because they it's filtered me out. I'm just, I'm just not in that game. Um, so, you know, it's really important that you are aware of it, filtering people out, um, standing for things, being controversial. Um, if you are naturally controversial, if your opinion on that subject is a little bit um, on the line, then, you know, just be aware of it um, and be aware of where does my ideal customer fit with this? Do I want to be talking around this? Is this alienating them when it doesn't need to? Um, and if it does need to, if you don't want to work with people, um, definitely don't want to ever get into politics, but somebody did. Um, you know, if you didn't want to work with people with a particular p- political view, then being upright, outright, you know, upfront with what where you are, um, is going to help you avoid those scenarios. Um, so, going back to my client story, so, <laughs> so she was very much um, attracting people. They seemed to be ticking the boxes. They had a certain background and experience. They were struggling with certain men- mental mindset stuff. Um, but actually, when we started to look at the call and the call successes and the length of time and the intention of buying, which was a big one for her, um, it just wasn't there. The, the calls that she was having, um, people were looking for really like a free counselling session, um, which wasn't something that you know she should have to provide. Um, they weren't necessarily looking for that solution and to make that investment in themselves so that they no longer had these experiences. And so really when we, we sat down and we looked at her ideal customer, we looked at the messaging for that customer, she was actually very much of the point of view of you need to help yourself and you need to want to create change. Do you want to carry on like this for the next five, 10 years or do you want to make a change? And you know, with that in mind, it was very much that actually she needed to put out content there. Her her funnel was um, a download which should help you with symptoms um, through to her mailing list where then she would build that no like trust. Her audience wasn't into groups and other social interaction by nature of, of what they were experiencing. And so, you know, it was more onto a one-to-one base on email and there was decent engagement on there. But she needed people on her email list that were actually going to convert into paying customers. And it was great for people, yeah, if you just want to work on those symptoms, if you want to alleviate the symptoms, but you still want the underlying problem, that's fine. Uh, but I'm not I'm not for you. Um, you know, I'm for the people who want to make a change. And she was very unapologetic about that. Did she get unsubscribers? Of course she did. Because those people, they took that information and they, they weren't with her. They weren't on board when she was talking around helping yourself and making a change and creating a change because you know their 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 issues were wrapped up in their in their own identity of themselves and and they weren't ready to to make that change and that's absolutely fine and and that's what the thing is with mailing lists is that actually people unsubscribing they're just saying you know what this isn't for me and actually if you see that in in 
if you take yourself out of that and, and don't take it personally, um, not everything is going to be for everybody. Uh, you don't want everybody on that mailing list. If you had, you know, half the population on that mailing list, you'd be paying an awful lot um, to <laughs> whichever company you were using to host your email list. Um for for that number of subscribers you want the subscribers that are switched on and will eventually buy from you so that you are only paying for that number of people um so bearing that in mind um we set about being clearer with our messaging talking through how you know if you want to make a change if you want to make an impact um why you'd want to make a change and an impact and the people that had the intention of buying, had the intention of changing, um, didn't want to just offload onto her, um, were attracted by this. And the people that weren't, um, who did just want to offload, who were happy to, to continue as they were, they were, they were happy being unhappy, um, you know, they, they tended to exit. So she ended up with a really engaged email list who were interested in what she was doing. Now, you know, then you're on to a bit of a winner and it's a case of scaling that, you know, getting more people into that scenario, um, putting your content in front of them so that they know what you stand for and whether you're for them or not. And so people came onto that call a lot more pre-sold. They were like, yeah, you know, I'm ready for this. I want to make a change um, because she'd, she'd put them into that 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 position um with the information that she sent out and then her call to action at the bottom of the emails so you know don't underestimate the importance of your message in educating and filtering out and enabling people to get to know like and trust you it really is super powerful stuff and it can really help you in the sales process when that person comes onto the call with you they're just that bit more ready to buy from you they're that more pre-sold because they're convinced because of the information that you have provided so get on that make sure you're consistent with that um, and and make the most of of that opportunity you know you're not having to communicate one-on-one with that person it's one-to-many with content Uh, as long as you keep building your audience then you're going to be you know in whatever shape or form paid or unpaid um then you are going to be getting in front of more people providing that information and and making things happen. So that's it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope there were some insights in there. So, you know, go off, think about your content, think about where you're putting your content. I've spoken before about it, about thinking about where your ideal customer hangs out. So your messaging isn't falling on, you know, deaf ears. Uh, You want to make sure that messaging is going out where your ideal customer hangs out so it's not wasted and don't be afraid to repurpose it and reuse the same you don't have to come up with the same themes all the time thanks for listening guys happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it 